This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mark, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I got Mark Spears with me from ESPN's The Undefeated and Bay Area native, Oakland resident, joining us this week on a conversation about race, reflection and action with the Oakland A's. I feel like now I have a real show, Mark. You know, you, you're joining us. <laughs> I feel like Rachel Nichols now, you know, like you're on MLB's version of the jump now. <laughs> well, one, couple things. I'm I'm one of the biggest A's fans there is. So you know that, man. I used to go there before they, they put messed it up with Mount Davis. And right. I used to go to Safeway Saturdays where you paid at five dollars. And right. you get the bag with the uh, hot dog, the chips, the sunflower seeds, and the soda, and the outfield ticket to see Ricky Henderson, man. And I used, we used there to come early, take the bar up from Fremont, because I was the closest one to San Jose, and right. sit out there and, and, and watch Ricky Henderson, man. And it's funny, now I know I've been around Ricky a little bit. Right. I'm like, I idolize this dude as a kid, so... Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And then, you know, you want to talk about race. That's what we do at the Undefeated. That's, that's exactly right, man. Talk about so. Yeah, brother, and I just want to thank you for your leadership too. You know, just just in the sports journalism world, and for always being a resource to me personally as well, and and offering your support. You know, because there's not many blacks in the executive realm of sports. You know, and and also behind the scenes as well, covering the games. So you have been a really important instrument, you know, for many people, you know, oh, through all the different industries and leagues. And we appreciate you and, and your colleagues as well at ESPN and other networks. Absolutely, my brother. So, man, let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. I know you're in Orlando right now. You know, you're, you're in the bubble. I'm, I'm in Orlando, but am I in Orlando? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm be honest with you, man. Like, they call Disneyland the happiest place on earth. Right. I really believe I'm in the safest place on earth. Wow. It's, it's funny because I have a lot of amazing friends like yourself who are texting me like, yo, be safe, be safe. And I'm like, no, y'all be safe. Like, right. I hadn't, full disclosure, I hadn't had a COVID test till I got here. Mm. Okay. I got one, I got here on July 12th. I had one at night. I had one July 13th. Like we have them daily. Wow. Like think about it. And we get the results within 24 hours. Um, they gave us this thermometer. Mm. They taken our, our thermometer, uh, taking our temperature daily. Um, Do you have the risk? Right. Too? What, show me the, uh, I get that when I get out of quarantine. Okay. Okay. So when I get out of quarantine, I get rid of this green bracelet and they give me that, that wristband. Uh, they also gave us this thing, bro. Like they got this stuff. It's amazing. This like checks my oxygen level. Wow. So I have to give them my temperature and my oxygen level on a daily basis. And then they got this ring that they're going to give us. Um, 
And I think that might be the ring you're talking about. Okay. But it's okay. like this little ring that kind of like tells you about your whole body's health every day. And, wow. and so we're in this camp, this bubble where everybody's getting tested daily. Um, everybody's like has to wear a mask. Like I have a bag over here with 20 masks in it. Mm. 20 like that they've given me. And so, which I'll start using. Yeah. And so if I get too close to somebody, like this thing will start going off. Like you're too close. Wow. After 20 seconds, if you're within six feet, it like, what if everybody had that? Right, right. Like even one of these, like, I wish everybody could get one of these where like, hey man, you're like too close to these people. So who makes that? The world would be. What uh, is that, that device actually? It's called Connexon. Okay. So it's going to like clip to the, uh, my credential. And if like, say me and you are standing near each other within six feet inside six feet. Sure. For more than 20 seconds, it starts going crazy. Wow. Wow. So the technology in here, man, well, here's the other thing they gave us, uh, or it's called an aura. Which, okay. Like, so, and that's the ring that you were talking that's about. Okay. Maybe I'm telling you all these secrets that I ain't supposed to be telling you if you're my guy. So I'll tell no, you. It's, 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 it's good information, man, because, you it's know, fascinating. It, it really is. And so, and it's, it's fascinating to see how quickly the NBA was able to put all of that together, you know? Yeah. So who's, who's been involved, you know, from your awareness in terms of orchestrating all the coordination with the players, with media, how, how has this all been working, you know, it's, coordinated? It's a huge operation. There's actually a, a black woman by the name of Rosalind Durant okay. who runs Walt Disney World of Sports. And she's previously actually worked for the uh, ESPN and NBA and Major League Soccer. Mm. <laughs> like, wow. And they're all here. And she just got on the job in February and all this stuff happened. So she's been instrumental to NBA. I, I mean, they, they're behind the scenes, probably work with tons of like scientists and mm-hmm. medical people to come up all with this stuff. And so I, I, to my point earlier, I really feel like I'm in the safest place in America. Wow. Right now, because like when you walk out, everybody's getting tested. Everyone's wearing a mask. Everybody has protective measures. I love yeah. Oakland, but it ain't like that there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. I don't know who, who's doing what when I walk outside my house. You know right. what I mean? And, right. But now here, if you are the lucky few that are here and you're going to be here, you're going to buy by the rules here. And it ain't no joke, too, man. They ain't, they're not playing. Like, yeah, we have to abide by the rules or they'll send us home. Wow. So so tell me, what what's the day in the life right now? I know you've been there for a couple of days, but... yeah. What is it like, you know, your first 24 hours, 48 hours there? How have you had to adjust to, you know, being in your room or just, just give us that understanding of what it's like once you leave your room? What yeah. can you do and what can you not well, do? Well, the first week is quarantine. So gotcha. it's for the media. The players have 36 hours and they've been getting tested before they got here. But for okay. the media, and there's like 15 of us, you know, we get tested daily. And, um, and so for the media, we get tested daily. And uh, we, like you see, I'm in a room right now for seven days. It's weird, bro. I get a knock at the door <laughs> at 8 a.m. at noon and at 6 with meals that I'm not choosing. They're like giving wow. me meals. So it's funny because it's like half of it I don't want. 
but they just give you a bunch of stuff. You pick and choose what you want. You discard what you don't want. I mean, and, but you don't have no choice through quarantine. They're just like bringing you the food. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in a sense, we've been quarantining for a while, right? We haven't really been going out and doing a lot of things. So, and I, I've been more busy than I expected. So like, I haven't been bored yet because I've been really busy. Right. Um, so, but I, I had my PS4 and my dumb self forgot the cord. And, oh, and believe it or not, for my age people, my favorite game is MLB The Show. And I'm not there saying is. that. There I, is. I'm, I'm in my third season. I play for the Marlins. I'm trying to get traded to the A's. They don't want me yet. Well, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> but um, I, I got that. I got my refrigerator next to me full of wine from Napa Valley. You know, I'm a wine head, as you know. Right. Um, I even got my Bay Area coffee with me. It hasn't showed up yet, but I have my own grinder, my own coffee maker. I'm gonna grind my own beans. I got, got Mr. Espresso from Jack London. We gotta send you some Red me. Bay, some Red Bay coffee. Send that to me. You, I'm yeah, gonna give you my address. You can send me some of that. <laughs> I gotta get some Cafe Santana in here too. But right. I, 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 I want to make this as comfortable as possible. Make it as much as home as possible. I mean, like this room ain't the biggest room in the world, but while I'm here, these three months I'm here, you know, I want to make it home and, and do the best job I can. And I'm, I'm like really, really blessed to like have the opportunity to be here representing undefeated, Absolutely. And, you know, telling a lot of stories about not only the basketball, but on social justice, you know, uh, racial issues, which I think over these next three months is going to be you know, a huge, huge topic with the jerseys, which is on right. the floor, like all kind of things. It's from beginning yeah. to end, I hope that this is something that is like a season long, you know, fist in the air. Absolutely, man. And and thank you for segueing there because, you know, the NBA is, has been one of the most successful leagues at partnering with their players and, and allowing for the platform to really speak to what's going on, you know, in our zeitgeist especially in, in black culture, because the league is, you know, predominantly black. And we look, I think a lot of sports leagues look to the NBA to see how the NBA is responding, right, to social injustice and how we even got the return to play protocols going. The NBA was at the forefront of a lot of that. And I think, you know, it's interesting to see now that you guys are getting ready to come back. Baseball's coming back next week. Yeah. where we can yeah yeah and with mls already being back yeah. what else do you think we can be doing you know collectively to to make sure this message of equality and black lives matter etc is sustained right not just through the next few months but indefinitely and we and, and how we really activate you know our leagues so what do you think about what what the nba has done so far in terms of well, players are going to be allowed to put on the backs of their jerseys mm-hmm. and, you know, some players opting out to do that. You know, what, what are the conversations like down there in terms of how, how folks are looking at things? And well, I mean, I, I, I love the Jersey thing. I know some players are disappointed that it doesn't get everything that they want, but if somebody would have told you a year ago, Hey, you're going to have black lives matter on the back of your Jersey 
you don't want that. You could choose 28 other things. You'd be like, right. Really? Right. Really? In the NBA? <laughs> and then there's going to be black lives matter on the court and yeah. there's going to be a constant message. Um, I, I, I recently watched the BT awards and mm-hmm. it was pretty amazing to me um, because they, all the commercials had social justice messages or most of them did. Right. And I'm hoping such is the case with the NBA when the game starts that a lot of these commercials like Proctor, um, and Gamble is doing amazing. They've been doing amazing commercials for years. Like, mm-hmm. hope we see more co- commercials like what they're doing and more PSAs from the NBA. Um, and I hope the players are like pushing their companies. Okay, you're gonna have this Nike commercial. Well, in this Nike commercial, I want this social justice message. You know, right? Um, I, I, I expect it to be on radio. I expect it to be on television. I expect you to see stuff on the court, on, on the, the boards that are rotating. You know, players can have that message on the back of their jerseys if they like. Yeah. Chris Paul's encouraged them to talk about it after the game. Now, a week, you know, uh, on July 3rd, 20th, most of the media that is in the bubble will be out. And you, you have an opportunity, and I, and I say this to the Major League Baseball players as well, no other time has there been an ability to talk to media that wants to talk to you about this mm. and wants to talk to you about social uh, injustices and reform and police brutality. Like, right. For the first time in our lifetimes in any, in, in the history of this country, I think the majority of media want to hear you speak about this, want right. to hear stories, want to hear pain, want to hear, um, you know, plans for better. So take advantage of it. Right. Like use the media, like, you know, we use you, um, Mm -hmm. you know, tell your companies, look, if you're going to, you know, promote me, I want this, you know, I'm sure we'll see shoes with messages on it. Um, you know, I I saw on, on MLS, they, they did their own patch where they got the right what they wanted on the back of the patch, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Um, so I think the players all have the ability to keep the message going themselves in the NBA. Mm-hmm. There are some restrictions that I think they're going to have, but for the most part, the NBA is, um, seems to be listening and allowing them to do stuff. Like, I mean, you ain't going to put F this person on there, right, you right. know, uh, there's no fight to power you know, right. uh, I don't see no justice, no peace on there or anything like that, but there are some significant messages that they could use. And it's they like the, the people were saying that they're debating whether they should come or not. I don't mm-hmm. think you get a louder message than being here. True. You got media with you every day. If you're not here, who's listening to you, right. who's talking to you, like you got an ability on a daily basis to use your voice to say something, to make change. Like Patty Mills is giving his money to, I think Black Lives Matter. Like Hmm. he's giving his salary. Like that's, I I know Ben Simmons is about like all these guys are gonna do different things that are big. And because they are, it's gonna get written about and talked about on television and radio. And um, it's gonna get a much, you got a whole world platform here where 
people are going to be watching, man. The ratings are going to go through the roof. Totally. And maybe I'm wrong, but I truly believe that there's some kid out there that is in an environment that perhaps is a racist environment or they mm-hmm. have, you know, people raising them that are racist and, or, you know, just to have see the world in a way that's not healthy, but perhaps because they're a fan of, you know, Damon Lillard and they see what Damon Lillard has on the back of their jersey that they're inspired to read more. Right. To educate themselves more. And this ain't, you know, Taj, this ain't our generation. No, man. You pick this up and you could get wherever you want with this. That's real. You, you could go on, on Google search and, and find any information you want. So kids now can educate themselves in a way that we, you know, we had them old encyclopedias right. <laughs> that had his story, not history, but his, you know. Right. Now, oh, okay. Uh, Mike Conley has I am a man on it. Well, let me search what that means. Oh, it takes me to mm-hmm. the sanitation workers of Memphis. The sanitation right. workers strike. Like, they have an ability to educate and to bring awareness that I don't think NBA players for a three-month span will, will ever have, perhaps again. I think you're right. I think you're right, man. And I'm glad you you prefaced it this way because – the platform is, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, where all of the teams, all the players are going to be in the same place at the same time with all the media, all yeah. the national media and local media, right? Yeah. So when you think about how you come out of this, out of, out of the bubble, and you're a player or you're a journalist, what do you think is next? Post bubble, right? Post yeah. season, how does the NBA continue to keep this at the forefront or do you anticipate it fading you know like yeah. a lot of other a lot of other causes do over time yeah. how does this stay a part of the the culture moving forward you know especially working for ESPN how do you yeah. and, and the undefeated do you uh, see this as a recurring theme going forward in your coverage well that's what we do so you know for undefeated that don't stop there it Racism is. ain't going to die. So I think we're going to continue to <laughs> sadly right. have things to write about. True. Um, uh, uh, but I hope that the same bang that the NBA has going into the season is, is the same bang they have in the finals. Hmm. Like, Cause when the finals come, there'll, there'll be an ability to have even the biggest of the audience the whole season. And right. I don't know who's going to be there, but hopefully when they do get there, the players are still interested in bringing awareness. I think the NBA will do things and have people singing and have people involved that could be on a grander scale, you know, once the, the final start. Um, Right. And uh, so, yeah, to answer your question for the undefeated, we won't stop. And for the players, I, I don't think they can. They, they right. have to continue to keep the march going, the voice going through the end of the season and hopefully going forward because this isn't anybody that thinks this is an overnight fight. This is a lifetime fight. True. You know, True. Yeah, we're going to be dealing with this issue till we take our last breaths. And I think, like Taj, for your kids, man, like I'm hoping that the stuff that we've gone through, the stuff that we've seen, for them is just something they read about. Hmm. 
Like, mm. man, dad, y'all went through that? Right. Y'all right. went through that? Wow. No, man. Thank I, you for, for, for taking those bullets for us, literally and figuratively, you know? Right, right. Thank You're right, you. Man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping, I, like, these younger kids, man, like, you know, you see those protests in Oakland and things that people are doing. These younger kids give me hope that the world mm. will get better because they don't care about race as much. They don't care what your sexual orientation is. You know, they don't, they care about what's right. They don't care, you know, they, they yeah. care about the human race and they care about having a healthier world too. True that. Um, True that. So I'm, I'm hoping that they, like we're, we've been fighting our whole lives, but hopefully they could finish it. Right. Man, speak, speaking about these kids, you know, there's a lot of talk about HBCUs right now. You know, yeah. I went to HBCU undergrad. I went to one for a year too. Tell us where you went. Where'd you go? So I went to Foothill College in Los Altos Hills. Right. And then you were hooping, uh, right? I was hooping. I actually got a scholarship offered to Tuskegee Institute. Mm. Committed there, was going to sign there, waited forever for my letter of intent, and then the coach got fired. Wow. <laughs> and so I'm like, I had like some other offers that I, lo I gave up in the process because, you know, um, I wanted to go to, I thought I was going to Tuskegee. So the coach mm -hmm. ended up telling another coach at the University of District of Columbia and HBCU in DC about me and myself and my cousin, uh, Haseen Patterson. And actually, Desta Owens, who is uh, um, the cousin, first cousin of your uh, assistant GM. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, what's his what's Billy. Owens' name? Billy, Billy Owens, first yeah. cousin. We all went to UDC together. Shout out to they Billy got, Owens. Said out, shout out to Billy, big time. He should he should have got his chance in the majors, man. He was behind Cal Ripken, wasn't he? Yeah, that's um, right. But yeah, I, mean, I think I met Billy once. Um, but we uh, went out to DC, and like I think. For HBCUs, it's great that this kid is going to Howard and Morgan State's getting some people. But right. like I hear Tell us stories, who that is. That's Maker, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, for HBCUs to truly compete, they need money. Right. They need better right. facilities. They need better locker rooms. They need better traveling. They need better medical uh, equipment, um, better, you know, more equipped trainers. Right. Like I have a friend. Locally, uh, Al Gordon, his son, was a football player at Hampton, and he was like, there was six of us connected to one, you know, uh, machine. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas a typical school would have one person. Um, mm -hmm. He said they didn't even have enough, like, garbage pails for them to get ice baths, you know? Like, yeah. when I was at UDC, like, we were, we had to eat. We took the bus everywhere. We ate Shoney's every day. Right. You know, they, they, we were struggling to make ends meet. There was three of us in a one-bedroom apartment. And to me, that's going to be the challenge. It ain't like that at Duke. No. But no. it ain't like that at St. Mary's. You know, it ain't like right. that at USF. It's not like that at San Jose State. Like, so, it, this is another thing where I, is, is this a fad where this guy goes to an HBCU or... Is it a one-hit wonder or is it going to continue? Yeah. My my thing is, you know, and I, I talked to Doug Williams, 
mm-hmm. who used to be the coach at Grambling, and he was telling me stories about how they had to be really particular about who they recruited and how much money they spent on recruiting that guy because if they didn't get him, right. Like it was a devastating hit to their recruiting budget, you know, and like, so he couldn't recruit the guys that LSU wanted. He had to recruit the guys that the lower division ones wanted, right? you know, just to be realistic because his money was, so I say all this to say, like for HBCUs to flourish in the future, man, we got to find some ways to get them, make their arenas the same as all the mid-majors are better. Mm -hmm same training facilities, same. Because if, if they could get on a level playing field in terms of all those things I mentioned, then I right. think the players will come in mass. Right. It's just like, even like when you see the NCAA tournament, man, why is it, why is the black school always got to play in? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They always, yeah. they don't, they don't respect the black schools as much. So. So how do we change that though, Mark? I mean, how do we get, how do we get money to these institutions i mean not not only i mean yeah. a lot of hbcus are funded federally right yeah. some are funded also through their states but corporate dollars we see netflix their ceo reed hastings just gave yeah. he and his wife just gave 120 million dollars to morehouse and spellman and the uncf but that's only you know to drop the, in the bucket right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and we love that you no know, shout out shout out to yeah. netflix you know, no, no yeah. pun intended, but I think what I'm saying is you understand it is yeah. that we need a lot more resources, right? Yeah. For no, these schools to be competitive in the classroom as well as on the, on yeah. the sports courts. And, and, and I, I, you know, don't get into Twitter conversations, but I did over this recently and people were getting upset for me for being honest. Hmm. And look, I want HBCUs to be powers. Right. I, I want them to have the best but in order to be the best, they need donations. They need right. maybe, you know, bigger companies to put money behind them, bigger sponsors. So hopefully in today's world, maybe that company that wasn't listening before, mm-hmm. like a Netflix, like, you know, right. what, we, we want to help that athletic program. Right. We exactly. want to get them, get them to be stronger, get them to be better. Um, and that's <laughs> easier said than done, you know? Exactly. Um, because perhaps they're, you know, you got to get not just the alumni to get involved more, but the locals, the companies, it's, it's not an easy thing to change. But if one school can get it done and the next, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's a trickle down theory, but I, I just think that it's cool that one guy goes, but for it to be a real trend, make it where, we got to figure out a way to improve the facility. So that's not an issue. Right. Like, man, right. do I want to go here? Like, like I left with all due respect to the district of Columbia. I left because they weren't offering the classes I needed to go into my senior year. Got you. Like, well, so listen. that, I mean, I left for, who, who leaves a full scholarship for academic reasons? Yeah, I might man. be the only student athlete ever <laughs> to like right. give up a scholarship and go home for academic reasons. And, and it's, it's sad that I had that situation, right. but I did, and, you know, ended up at San Jose state and finished up there, but I could be here talking to you being an HBCU grad right now. Right. Right. 
but over fifteen hundred dollars in three classes, they refuse to pay pay for it. And here we are. Yeah. Now I'm a San Jose State grad and an LSU Masters grad. <laughs> like, right. You know, so. Right. Well, I mean, we we got to change that, man. And I'm I'm gonna encourage you and your colleagues at the undefeated, you know, I think we need more coverage. We need more coverage oh, yeah. at the HBCUs <clears throat> when they come back. I mean, most of those, most of those leagues, um, I think the MEAC and uh, CIAA and the uh, SWAC, they've all postponed or canceled yeah. their fall sports. But, you know, I think we got to keep them at the forefront, you know, of, yeah. of, of the dialogue, you know, moving forward, you know, and your platform is, is, is one of the best. Yeah. to make sure that, that we can highlight. Well, we, we definitely write a lot of HBCU stuff and, you know, uh, Maker coming to Howard was huge and uh, we'll keep writing about that. So I, I actually think there's been, be, of late, there appears to be like more and more interest in HBCU stories. So definitely. We, we're definitely doing that. And um, I, I hope five years from now, the trend starts changing in terms of like, like I'll say this, there's a major NBA player, young player, whose dad went to an HBCU okay. who said, I didn't want my son to do that mm. because they don't have the best and I wanted my son to have the best. And his son went to a mid-major. Mm. I got you. I think I can Yeah, figure so I let, let's, make, let, let's figure out a way to easier said than done, but where, where that excuse can't be made. Right, right. I feel you. Well, let's let's segue on another topic that's really that's really hitting hard right now in terms of the world of sports, not basketball or baseball related, but football. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the football club in Washington. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot, a lot of debate over the years around that franchise and that team being renamed. We know that the name now has been retired as of what was it, Monday? Yeah. So, you know. Shout out to Dan Snyder and, and, and the organization's leadership for, for taking this very seriously. Finally. And finally, <laughs> right. And at this point, we're waiting to see what the name, the new name will become. And I, I've heard a few different- Red Tails. Red Tails, there it is. You already- I love that. Beat me to it. Talk to me about what that could mean, Mark, in terms of not only renaming a franchise and then you know, bringing it closer to home to baseball. You know, the Cleveland Indians have expressed a desire also to look at rebranding their name, coming yeah. out with something new, as well as the Atlanta Braves. The Braves have said they're going to get rid of the chop as yeah. a potential new acknowledgement. Yeah. Also, the Braves said they're not changing their name. Not going to change the name, no. But they're going to yeah. they're going to rebrand, is what it sounds like at at a, a point in time, yeah. uh, not too distant future. So, now let's go back to the to the football. Well, I, I would say going back to Atlanta, I, I, why don't they just change their name to the Brave? The Brave. The yeah, Atlanta Brave, which I think be would fire. be a dope name. Yeah, that would be fire, man. You know, especially when, you know, when they, they love singing the Star Spangled Banner, Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. There it that is. Would, I, I, I think that would be, and their colors are red, white, and blue. You heard easy. it first. That's easy. Just take the S off. Atlanta That's Brave. That's an exclusive right yeah, here. Give, give them that idea. Tell Mike, like, that Atlanta <laughs> That would be actually a Atlanta really Brave. dope name. That is dope. That is dope. Just let just take the S off. Yeah. Take the S off. Take the S off. I mean, I, and I don't think the locals would even fight it. Mm. Like, all right, all right. That's Atlanta Brave. What um, about Cleveland? What do you think about Cleveland? How well, would you-, you know, you could say the same about Cleveland. 
uh, Indians, the you know the Chicago Blackhawks, right? Florida State Seminoles, right? You know, it doesn't stop in Washington. No, nah, I mean there there there's certainly more. The one thing that's amazing to me, going back to where we're from, like Stanford, people forget Stanford was the Indians. That's right. That's and right. And they changed their name in the early seventies. Right. Like, what does that say about that school as an institution that they? They were the Stanford Indians and they changed their name to the Cardinals. That's right. Like a lot of people probably didn't know that or don't remember that, but they, they, they were doing this when we were babies, you know what I mean? Like making this change. Um, The sad thing is George Floyd passed away and, and the way he passed away was just horrible and atrocious. And it, it just sparked a response from the world that I would have never imagined. Um, mm-hmm. And what the Redskins are doing is part of this response. Right. If that tragedy didn't take place, would we be talking about that? Probably not. Probably not. Probably you know, not. Finally, like people are waking up with, with this horrible thing that happened. And these are one of the few things like, but in the grand scheme of things, I want that name to change and, you know, Aunt Jemima, like syrup going away, and Mr. Uncle right. Ben, and all that. That's that's right. cool. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, too, like the changing of the name in Washington is extremely important. But black folks got some bigger fish to fry than we do. team nicknames. You know what I mean? In, in terms of just changing society and just you know leveling the playing field and um, getting respect in our own offices. Right. In our own workplaces where I just feel like for a long time, there's been this black cloud. I don't even want to say black cloud no more. Let's say a cloud mm-hmm. hanging over us where somebody gets promoted or someone gets an opportunity and you're like, that's not fair, yo. That's not, right. you know, and, and it, a lot of times you can't prove it as racism. You could maybe prove it as favoritism, but you kind of feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand where, where it is. Yeah, you're like, oh, I, that's right. what happens, man. And and now I, I feel hope that society is like, yo, look, all this little wink, wink, we're going to like have you uh, train this person and then have them promoted over you, like, Hopefully those days are over. Hopefully the police brutality days start coming at end. Right. Hopefully people like to me the the, the walls are closing in on the racist. Why is why you seeing all this care and stuff and right. other people yelling and going crazy now because the world is changing around them. And but it's just like always they they have a thing called um the look. Mm-hmm. Procter and Gamble. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's, it's just a stunning, amazing commercial. Kind of reminds me of you, me and you a little bit. Like, it, it basically, to give a quick summary, it's a black man. He wakes up in a bed, and if you really pay attention, like you could tell, he lives in this like expensive high rise. Mm-hmm. Then they show him like go to a clothing store, and the people kind of looking at him like, "What's this black dude doing in the store?" Right. He goes and gets some lunch at a restaurant. White people don't want to sit next to him. He takes his son in the pool. His son, his child, people don't want to get in the pool because two black people in the pool. Right. And his son leaves school. He picks his son up. He 
waves a little, um, looks like a little white girl in another car. There's a classmate. They're in elementary school. Mom rolls up the window. The like, but then at the end of commercial, they bring you to a courtroom and I'm sure people are like, ah, see, like, yeah, mm-hmm. this dude's mm-hmm. going to jail for something and he's actually right. the judge. Right. Crazy. And so it like, this amazes me. Like, I got an AA degree from Foothill College. I have a bachelor's degree from San Jose State. I have a master's degree from Louisiana State University. I work for ESPN. I'm a homeowner. I've always paid taxes, but I still get a look all the time. Mm. Like, what makes you think you're better than me? Right. Right. Just based on me being a big old black dude. You know, you know what I mean? Like right. I, I got off a plane and, and, and so sometimes it's racism, sometimes it's ignorance. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's people being a product of their environment. I um, had an LSU uh, like jacket on, on a plane one time and I was sitting in business. I'm flossing mm-hmm. right now, I'm flexing a little bit. <laughs> so I get off the plane and this guy goes, you must be a football coach here to check on somebody for recruiting. Yeah. And I said, nah, man, I, I actually just got my master's from LSU. Mm. That was the end of the conversation. He didn't want to ask me no more questions. Mm. I think he was kind of embarrassed that he just assumed right. that I was a of football course. coach. Of course. And, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, like, oh, you, do you play or are you a coach? I'm like, no, I use my brain for a living. Not that coaches don't or players don't, but I use right. my hands. I type, I, you know, like. Right. But it's just funny to me how there are people out there who think that just because they were born a color, a color that they didn't even choose, that they're better than me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I hear you. Just because, like, when you were born, nobody said, hey, okay. Here's a form. Would you like to be Caucasian? Would you like to be black or, yeah. Yeah. or Indian? Would you like to be Hispanic? Like, you had no choice. Right, right. So what, Don't say. What makes you better than anybody else? You know, like, so that look has been something that I've seen my whole life. But as you could tell, I got a little mouth on me too. So I, I don't, I won't curse somebody out, but. I could curse somebody out without cursing. Amen. No, my brother, I, I appreciate that. Because what I what I've picked up from you, you know, over the years is that, you know, you you keep it a hundred. And not only do you keep it a hundred one on one, but you keep it a hundred on TV. Yeah. And you know, that's that's the most important thing is I think when we have opportunities to have a platform and a mic that yeah. you take advantage of it as much as you can and you've demonstrated that. So let me ask you a question. And I don't want to keep you too long because I know you, you got to get back to quarantining. In the bubble. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when, we, when we think about Oakland, you know, we think about all the talent that's come out of Oakland, out of the Bay Area. I know you're from the South Bay, but you call Oakland home today as well. I've been there 11 years. I've been paying taxes there 11 yeah. years. So Right. Talk, talk to me about the town for a minute and, and how you think we can use this moment to transform, you know, the city because – Obviously, we've, we've lost our basketball team to San yeah. Francisco. The Raiders are in Vegas now. And we, we're left with, you know, the Towns team is the A's, right? And we love being the Towns team. 
Yeah. What can we do to make sure that we're doing everything we can as an organization, the A's, as well as, you know, olive branching to more folks in the community, black and brown communities, et cetera, mm -hmm. to, to really highlight what's going on because it's not only a pandemic with COVID, man, but you know, our yeah. communities are, are suffering, right? Um, at alarming rates. Yeah. So what, what words of wisdom or, or thoughts have you had when you're driving through the town? What would you like to yeah. see differently, you know? Well, I mean, from the A's, I just keep being like, uh, what's, the, what's the nickname they have? It's um, Rooted in Oakland. Rooted in Oakland. Like, be, continue yeah. to be real about it. Like, I, I'll say this loud for anybody from the A's listening. One of the best nights I had at a game in recent years is because of you. Mm. Like, you did that that black, you know, led the charge in a black history night. Yeah. That, that was, night. Yeah. That, that was amazing, man. And, and it got brought a huge crowd. Yeah, that was huge, great. huge, very prideful crowd. There's there's still a lot of black people in Oakland. But black people came, it was almost like Juneteenth at an A's game. Right. And it was it was an amazing, amazing night. And like all the black stars came out for that, man. Everybody. Like I remember seeing Brian and Nikki Shaw were both celebrities in their own right. And you know, yeah, that, that was beautiful. So yeah, yeah right I mean uh, I credit to you and those hats, like those are collectors' items. But like you know, the A's do a, uh, need to continue to do a good job of like promoting having those nights, those diversity nights, like a night where Black people could promote their pride. And and I think the world is listening to our stories now. But even the Filipino night or the right. you know Mexican Heritage Night, like Gay right. Pride Night, like all those nights, man. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, like, like those are like more special than I think you know people realize. And because days are the town like i like keep playing that music that's oakland music i want to hear tony 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 and and hammer and diggable planets and sheila e and just oakland is 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 an amazing and amazing city and amazing history amazing heritage and i think a bunch of the world is fools to kind of like if people are rubbing their nose on Oakland, they haven't been there mm. or they haven't been there in a long time. Cause it's a, right. it's a cool place to be. The restaurant scene is amazing. Um, getting better and better, you know, shout out to all my boys, Alamar, Chop Bar, right. you know, Nito, um, Oeste, Oeste, you know, um, e and J, everybody. Shoot, what's the Jamaican place? The Caribbean place? Oh man, uh, Kingston, Kingston, Kingston Eleven. Um, you know, Harrison's Barnes lady is is opening up a natural hair salon. Right. Um, obviously, I got to put Kanye, my boy Kanye, throw him down. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just got oh, amazing man. heritage, and just to, don't matter what your race is. We just care about you as people there, and we're we're honest. So, whether it's the A's or the city of Oakland, man, I just hope we keep that and just love each other more, man. Like, right? Like we don't need to rob each other. We don't need to kill each other. We don't need to try to take advantage of people, man. There's always a better way, even right. if if you're 
there are challenges like you could always like they're giving college education and junior college for free now mm. like take advantage of it like right. nobody gave todd nobody gave neither one of us anything no and we're here like we are testaments that you can make the most out of nothing like when i graduated from san jose state i had 250 dollars mm. go make it <laughs> figure it out yeah I'm doing exactly. okay. Exactly. I'm doing okay. And, Man, yes, um, you are. So yes, you are. Yes, I, I we just, are. Yeah, yeah. I just think that just I, I hope people I don't want to see no more black on black crime. I don't want to see no more crime, man. Just I just I just want if, if this city has a chance to be one of the special cities in the world. I really believe it. Like Lake Merritt is beautiful. Jack London has a chance to be continue to grow and be beautiful. Brooklyn Basin is going to be a monster when that opens. Like, and the A's have the chance when they build this stadium, when they get this done. I'm, and I'm going to be a regular there as, as right. I try to be now. Um, but obviously we can under the circumstances. Um, and, and for those that know, like Taj knows, I'll go to a game and sit there and watch by myself. You will. Like, I'm a, you will. I'm shout a baseball out. head now, so Dave Stewart yeah. knows that. Ricky knows Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Shout out to Stu. Yeah, shout out to Stu. But I look forward to that day when you guys open those gates, man. Because when you do, it's it's just going to have a huge impact on that whole neighborhood, on the whole Absolutely. city. Um, it's just going to be such a crown jewel that will be beautiful for the town. So Absolutely, I'm. Man. Man, like let me let me help put the shovel in the ground. I I can't wait for that day. Let me put my my hand and feet in the concrete, man. I absolutely, man. I'm just like hoping that day comes sooner rather than later. But I'm glad the A's are staying. I'm hoping that this this gets done fast, and I, I can't wait to you know walking that with my green cap on, man. That's gonna be an amazing day. Man, I'm telling you, my brother, we're working on it hard. We're working on it every day. Myself, our team president, Dave Cavill, ownership, everybody yeah. on the team, Lydia, Tan, our real estate um, head. We really want to see it happen. And, and Dave was really instrumental in getting the Earthquakes Stadium built, Avaya, formerly known as Avaya Stadium. Yeah. Kind of that place is pretty for people. It is. It is. Yeah. And very creative, very dope. It is dope. And everybody yeah. got a shovel when they did the ground, when they did the groundbreaking, yeah. you know, they broke a Guinness world record with yeah. the number of shovels that they had. So that's something we want to do in Oakland again, man. Is is so you definitely get a shovel, my brother. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Can I get some can I get some swag in the quarantine? Hook a brother hey, up, man. Hey, you know I need I need the you know, baseball season about to start. I need right. I need some swag. Yeah, July twenty-third, July twenty-third, yeah. then twenty-fourth. So we'll we'll be we'll be right right to go Can you go man. to the games man no we're we're trying to keep everybody who doesn't need to be in the stadium out of the stadium so we have a uh, baseball set up with tier one two and three I, I would be considered i guess tier three yeah and no we're we're trying to stay the cases as you know wow. going yeah. skyrocketing so wow. we are You're watching it on tv like me yeah i'll be watching it at home like you man so you know we we're trying to be as safe as we can you know, here locally, California is, is on lockdown again, as you may have seen with Gavin Newsom yeah. announced that the other day. So we're just trying to be safe and make sure everybody's 
you know, healthy and the season can continue to start as planned. So, no, man, I'll be watching from the couch like everybody uh, else. Well, yeah. I'll be watching it with you, brother. Well, listen, Mark, I appreciate you, man, for taking the time out, you know, and, and making time for, for the hometown team. And, you know, please stay in touch with us. Let us know oh, how, we, uh, how we can be of assistance. And, man, and just you doing this is, is special, man. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I know it's your brainchild. You're a humble guy, but, you know, kudos Man. to you and your producer, Colette, for doing what you guys are doing. This is, this is a beautiful series that nobody else in, in baseball is doing or maybe even in the I don't think anybody in sports is doing this, Mark. Yeah. I don't so, think anybody in sports. You know, be, be proud of this. This is, this is, this is Thank great. Thank you, man. And, 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 and shout out for the, to the A's for allowing you to do this. Man, this, this is a total team yeah, effort. That, you know? that, I mean, that makes my pride in, in being a fan even more. So Yeah, shout out to everybody at the organization, at the A's organization for, yeah, yeah. for getting no, continue, behind. Continue giving out these positive messages. These are, for any of you guys that are thinking twice about it, don't. This is, this is a great, great thing, and it's a positive thing, and it says it's a testament about what kind of people are really behind that organization. So be proud of this. Thank you, my brother. Hey, uh, man, look, we're praying for you. Stay safe out there. Too bad the Warriors ain't playing. Oh, uh, y'all stay safe. I'm just <laughs> fine. I'm getting tested. Y'all stay safe. I'm praying right, for y'all, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, All right my brother. Love to the family. Uh, Send you peace, bro. Okay. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.